five, four, three, two, one. I'm John Miglosh for the Wisconsin DMA and the International Society for Strategic Marketing. Okay, BabyList blends URL and IRL, which I think is in real. Uh, and I don't know what U URL does. <laughs> I don't know what it stands for. Uh, but anyway, it's the little gizmo that you go to. And they've created, uh, based on their, on their uh, showrooms, I guess, sort of, they have some physical pop-ups and they also have an LA-based showroom. They've created a walkthrough experience with 650 products that they say are in a, uh, uh, an authentic and integrated staging. Uh, and consumers feel that they're not pressured and it allowed them to browse and experience the products freely in a more tangible way. I don't know about that, but let's go and show you what it looks like because it's kind of fun. And remind me, somebody get on there if I don't go back to, if I don't get back to reality. Okay, so here's your thing and you can, you can walk around in here. You can click a, a, a deal and then you can go in the, the hallway and here's a stroller, for example. And then the stroller has a little happy thing on it, a little, a little heart. And if you click on that, then you see that it's a TRVL Easy Folder Compact Fold Compact Stroller for a mere 550 bucks. <laughs> oh my goodness. Anyway, and you can see other pictures of it like that. So there's some description and customizable. I don't see any dimensions, but one of the great things, which you should always have some dimensions. Anyway, now I think we got to open this up a little more. Um flaw in the flaw in the presentation it doesn't let me get back to the thing unless i can see the little x so you have to open it in a big enough space because it doesn't close up and so then you can walk in a little farther and there's all these products now if you think this is authentic <laughs> i don't know what uh, but I know that one of the furniture companies I, wa I worked with over the years, and I've worked with many, um, did a landscape catalog because they, it allowed them to put more pr uh, product groupings in there, more furniture, and essentially show them in a room space, which I think was effective. The other thing this does is it gives you a rough feel for some of the scale of the product. So this is a pretty small... Um, it's like a small child carrier, but when you go on here, you learn, because I happen to do that, that this thing works for little babies and then bigger babies and then up until two years plus, okay? So, and it can spin around then. So this is, this is rear facing, rear facing, rear facing, and then front facing, and it's a mere $600. So... Uh, babies are expensive. <laughs> I had four. I don't think we used car seats back then. I don't think we used seat belts. Yes, we did. Okay. So anyway, this is a, a kind of a clever thing and you can, you can look around in the room and I was trying to think there's the way we came in. See, although we came in a, a, a wooden door, wooden, wooden garage door. Here's a kitchen. Uh, and, um, look at this. So let's go over this way. Oh, now we're out in the backyard to the <laughs> out to the used car lot or something. <laughs> Look at all this. Again, it's not authentic. It's it's just you know, they set it out in a 3D world 
And so you can sort of create your own views and your own group groupings, and you can bop around the little, the little, uh, and there's some, you know, unfortunately, stuff like this gets, gets really lost. You know, it's, you just don't have the control of alternate sizing, you know, like, you know, this, can you zoom in? No, can't zoom in. So at least I can't zoom in in the way I would expect. You know, so anyway, uh, all of this gets lost. Um, presumably, those are authentic products as well. Um, what's this? Portable rocker. So you can you can get a little bounce in your seat. Okay. So anyway, never seen that before. So I learned something new. But here's you know copy. Well, the, I guess the copy's right there. Anyway, I was thinking that maybe you know Bass Pro should um bass pro should have something like you know show me a show me highlight film of of like the uh fishing tournament see here they got the like it looks like you know a fishing tournament picture but you could do a little you could do a little highlight reel uh after the tournament's over and just show a little minute or two clip of the winners landing some fish because they actually put cameramen on on the boats to you know to do the highlights and then have you know have it a little vr so you could roll it around and click on all of the different items that are being used the rod the reel and you could see all about it or a golf a, a golf uh you know somebody like uh titleist or or ping could show the you know show bubba watson and show him using the clubs and then show uh, a little extra highlight like these these guys did and away we go so anyway i just thought that was interesting i hope you liked <laughs> i hope you liked it okay so also in the news the senate passes a 107 billion dollar uh overhaul of usps um traditionally the republicans have held up the ups as at as a, a perfect illustration of of government bureaucracy and bloated spending <laughs> and the democrats have have held up the the faithful postal workers slogging slogging through the snow and and delivering when it you know we deliver we deliver that was the theme for a while and uh you know not to take sides but um nearly half of all Ballots were cast by mail. I'm not going to say voters. <laughs> we might dif differentiate between the boat. At least in Wisconsin, you know, we're finding out that, that uh, half the people that voted in nursing homes <laughs> were were uh, were told what to do or something. I don't know. It's uh, it's it's getting quite funny here in Wisconsin about all the illegality that went on. Documented illegality. No, it didn't have any, any possibility of swinging the election that was decided by a mere handful of votes. But, you know, and because we had delayed counting, we could know just how many we needed. But anyway, so the Postal Service did a great job delivering packages in the pandemic. And now I'll get to what I really want to get to, which is that mail still works great if you do it well. This is a, just an excellent article by Stephen Oliver. Um, it's about, I would yeah, 17-minute article. It's a long article. 
And so I'm not going to get into all of it, but it's just chock full of of great ideas. And uh, and it explains why it was it's, apparently this guy's a, a marketing guy that helps financial advisors who are horrible at marketing. And um, and he has makes some great points. He said they brag about their 10 percent annual return and want a gold medal for beating the market by two points. But. We regularly get two and three hundred percent, five hundred percent, even a thousand percent return on investment. Yes, we do. We really do. I have done it, you know, uh, and documented head to head holdout tests and and uh, modeling tests and all kinds of tests they've subjected me to. Anyway, um, not annually, but, you know. On an individual drop, you know, Dick Cabela told me I made 2.4 million for him on the first drop. He used me. Now that was in the context of not a very good RFM that they were using, but you know, it's mentioned right here in the article. The same thing, where somebody, where somebody puts uh, puts you on a mailing list or an email list for 29 days, emails you every day, and if you don't do any kind of response, then you're gone. And and and. Uh, and Steven says, you don't want to do that. You want to, you want to at least, you know, once you don't, once you stop, you're guaranteeing that you're, you've got no return on investment. So think about marketing not as an expense, which is the way almost all CFOs think of it. You know, if you look at a P&L for a company, marketing is listed as an expense item, right? Like rent, okay? Something you have to do, okay? But the key to expanding your marketing budget is getting uh, getting your CFO to understand the connection between spending and return on investment. Now, that's especially difficult if you don't do any testing, if you don't show, if you don't do a holdout test, which can show the incremental lift of a mailing, right? That's how you prove the 300% return on investment right there. It's just like buying a machine tool, Okay. If you could show the if you could show the CFO a 300% EBITDA return on investment, if you don't know what EBITDA is, give me a call and we'll have a talk. Join the WDMA, and then you won't feel guilty about taking up my time. You you might still be guilty, but you won't feel so bad. Okay, and so uh, you know he goes on to explain the long-term nature. He says. Some famous marketer in charge of spending billions of dollars. Actually, it was John Wanamaker, whose stores really were open between, you know, mainly they peaked around World War I, um, who said, half my advertising money is wasted. I wish I knew which half. It's pretty close to the, I found about a dozen different versions of that, but I like that one. That's my own version of his statement that's kind of punchy. <laughs> and it wasn't billions because he only had 16 stores, and he eventually got bought up by Macy's. But all that little trivia, the point is, is that if you can show your CFO and your CEO, and it's part of my case study in, you know, what I showed in the Love Sack, my, when they were, we were working together, I showed the VP of Marketing, Patrick, great guy, very smart, asked me a great question. He said, why, why should we be mailing people who already know what we sell when our biggest problem is, is um, brand recognition? People don't know what we sell. And I said, that's an excellent question. That's one of the best questions I've ever been asked. Would you like to know the answer? 
And he said, how can you know the answer? Again, like John Wanamaker. I said, well, what we'll do is we'll mail most of the mailing and we'll not mail some of the mailing. And we'll be very careful about it. You know, the ends don't work as well in that because you, you tend to, you tend to not mail. Well, anyway, it doesn't matter. You want to balance it out because you can easily exclude a few of the top buyers and and make it look bad. Or you can, uh, you know, there's a lot more of the bad buyers than there are the good. So it's easy to hold them out and make it look too good. But anyway, so you make it fair. Do it after you do the model. And then what we found was a 300% EBITDA, you know. So for every dollar you spent, we probably got about $10 in in. Uh, sales and we probably got about three dollars in uh, in profit and I'm making those up but that's you know kind of the way the world works but most marketers measure clicks uh, clicks opt-ins conversions to appointments and maybe get to sales but by then we've got such a long convoluted customer journey that we don't know what's going on so you would like to have sales and be able to track it back to how you got them and that we can do in direct mail, especially well, because we know who got mailed and who didn't. And we know and we can make a specific offer. And so we can and we can assume engagement by both the mail, by all the mailed people, because we know they had to look at it. They had to touch it. They had to evaluate it and throw it out. And we talked about that yesterday. OK, this is like a graduate level course, you guys. So just because digital marketing is there doesn't mean it's the best option. If a company did only cold contacts on LinkedIn, uh, you might say, why don't you just go over to the neighborhood over there by that golf course and find all the three-car garages and just knock on doors? It might be more productive than cold contacts on LinkedIn. Probably would be, right? Especially if you were a local financial advisor, right? That was a nice. Look at this, Stephen Oliver. How about that? That's cool. Anyway, um, this fixation on everything digital nowadays often leads people to tell us that direct mail doesn't work, okay? But you get 200 emails in your box every day, and many of them get stuck in your spam folder. Well, deliberately so. We want the, we want the email to filter into the spam folder. But just yesterday, I called up a guy to follow up because I had mailed him on Monday, and I said, maybe it's, did you see my email? No, I didn't. Well, maybe it's in your spam folder. Oh, there it is. That's a personal email. I should have mailed them, right? But anyway, there was there was a reason, I guess. Anyway, so we all know day by day that email doesn't really work, even personal for personally handcrafted messages that doesn't work, <laughs> much less our spam. Although we're getting really high open rates on our WDMA spam, which is really great. I guess people are starting to enjoy our little get-togethers. Anyway. So hardly anyone, and I've said this too, I mean, you could literally print out an email if your printer's working, <laughs> if it has toner, if it decides to go on to the Wi-Fi network. We have, I have, still have a cord that I plug in because I just gave up on trying to get the Wi-Fi printer. It works for my wife's Linux machine, but it doesn't work for mine. But anyway, so hardly anybody prints out, you know, email and says, oh, I got to remember this offer. But with direct mail, you know, it's still hanging around. This Bass Pro Shops is still on my desk. And so is the, and so is that, that lawn care thing. You know, I see my wife putting up window. She puts up offers for new win <laughs> new window replacement. <laughs> Somehow they end up in my coffee. 
Anyway, the volume, you can say, and this is something I've said. I really like this, Stephen. The volume of direct mail is down. And, you know, he's right. The volume of mail is down because we're not sending bills anymore. And I haven't really dug into this. I'm not fact-checking this. I'll just say, yeah, maybe mail is down overall. But he says marketing mail is actually up. I don't think that's true, but it might be true. But, you know. So marketing mail is every bit what it was 10 or 12 years ago. Not sure. Not sure. Just not sure. Um, but, you know, digital is not le- not as likely to hit people, high high net worth people. And, uh, you know, I've tried to, I've tried to email guys like, uh, <laughs> I got to, I got to, I can't remember. Tom Siebel, there he is. The brain is still in there. It's just this is a little slow these days. I I did get in touch with Tom Siebel. He connected with me on LinkedIn, and I sent him a couple messages, but I didn't hear back from him. Uh, he's the one who took CRM and made it into a billion dollar industry, and uh, and so I wanted to I wanted to thank him for giving my ideas visibility. Anyway, direct mail has more trust, and that is true. The last part, we're going to skip to the end here. The last part is probably the best. Okay, he basically argues that even, uh, and he's got some really creative ideas like a message in a bottle. Um, excellent, excellent, you know. But the the last thing is um, you don't necessarily want to spend the high ticket, do the high ticket mailing. He said, we sent out a list of 400 contacts and sent 200 by priority mail and 200 in a cheap version. And the cheap versions won. Now, it could be that the cheap versions won because $9, you know, it's not a big enough sample set, first of all, if you know anything about statistics. 400 is not probably reliable. Uh, But anyway, so, but that aside, so if you send out 400 and you got, let's say you got 10 responses, okay? So, 400 times 9 is, uh, 4 times 9 is 36, so you spent, you spent three, $3,600 on the, no, you only did 200 of them, so you spent uh, $1,800 on the expensive one, and let's say you did a dollar on the other one, you spent $200 on the other one, so you get one response, and it, it wins. Am I going too fast for you? I'm doing math in my head here, live. Anyway, so it could be that the cheap ones won on return on investment. It may not be that the cheap ones actually generated more responses. And sometimes if you have a a super great list of only 400 people, and he kind of makes that point up above, you might want to spend the money. He sends boxes of popcorn and Mrs. Fields cookies and a lot of other things. Okay, so we don't know how they won. But the point is, you don't know until you test it. And there's a lot of ways to test it. And there's ways to look at even testing. And that's why you want to join the WDMA. Give me a call. I'll look over your mailing piece. We'll see what you're doing. There's always something to test, even if there isn't something to improve. Good point. Have a great day. I got a share yesterday or the day before. Those shares are really powerful. So if you if you really like something, you can hit like, but also hit share. Because that alerts LinkedIn that you actually are listening. Bye-bye.